Hello and welcome to Season 2 of Wild Commuting, aiming to deliver engaging, inspiring, and informational content to you in less than 15 minutes. I'm your host, Priyanka Deal, and here is this week's episode. Negotiation can be a scary, daunting thing, especially when entering the workforce with loans, providing for other family members, or entering a new career. It can even be daunting for mid- and senior-level employees because of competition and promotion selection for fewer higher-level positions. Expert Joanna Tropp-Bluestone, who now runs the acclaimed consulting company Negotiation Geek, shared some rather alarming figures for just how many people in the United States do not engage in any type of negotiation. I was shocked. I read an article recently which said that 40% of men and 68% of women never negotiate their salaries. And that's leaving so much money and so many benefits on this table that um, I'm really looking forward to helping as many people as I can maximize their compensation packages. The first thing that is taught in any negotiation class or workshop is to ask for something. If you don't ask, you will never know. And what's the worst that can happen if you do ask? You'll either get no response or you'll get a polite no. However, in the case of negotiating a job, it is actually almost never just a yes or a no. This is because you bring yourself to the table. You are essentially selling your strengths to your prospective employer. And this almost always helps get starting salaries up. Once you have weighed your personal leverage and the leverage that your employer brings, step two before you accept your offer is to think about money. Before accepting, take some time to look at average salaries of employees in similar positions. A simple internet search or Google search can help you come up with an average. Joanna actually recommends conceptualizing three salary figures, which will make your negotiation more clear, coherent, and easy. The other aspect of the preparation is coming up with your three numbers. So the first number is your happy dance number. So that's the salary that if you were offered, you would do a happy dance. The next number is your target salary. So this is a number that should be, you know, kind of where you realistically expect to land in light of your research about your market value and your analysis of your leverage versus their leverage. The final number that you'll really want to have in mind is your lowest acceptable. And this is exactly what it sounds like. The lowest acceptable number that you would be willing to take without resenting it later. And that last part part is really important because you really don't want to accept a job maybe out of desperation or maybe out of fear for negotiating. And then six months later, realize that you could have made 20 or 30% more. Supposing that the salary is too low, then what? Balance the lower salary with your benefits. Before going into a negotiation conversation, it is super important to have this thought out and written down. What you want to do is come up with a prioritized list of benefits and really make sure that you have a good understanding of what each one is worth to you 
and also what you would be willing to give up in return for one of these benefits. So an example might be an extra week of vacation. And that's something that it's usually pretty easy for your employer or your prospective employer, I should say, to give you. And it's something that might be of high value to you depending on you know, what your family situation is, if you have a passion for travel, um, if you have family out of town, all of those things factor in. Supposing neither of these things work out, many larger and more popular companies have little room for negotiation. But according to Trop Bluestone, there is still something else you can do once an offer is given to you. The company has established job grades or salary bands, and they're looking to ensure equality. The next thing that I would do is to ask for some more time to kind of think about it and really take some time and reflect on whether this is an opportunity that you truly want, whether it's aligned with your shorter and long-term goals. And if you can live relatively comfortably on the salary that you've been offered, of course, taking into consideration the benefits. The truth is that many people take an offer with a lower salary than they deserve or with less benefits because of competition. In other words, there's a waiting list of people who would accept that offer in a heartbeat if they don't. What can you do if you are in this type of situation and you are in a job knowing that you deserve more? You can always go and talk to HR or talk to the hiring manager. One thing that it's often possible to do is to establish a time frame and agree to reevaluate the salary after that time frame. So let's say six months. You know, then they can make a decision based on your performance. When going into a performance review, it is super important to have your ammo ready. Joanna recommends that you keep a happy folder in your work inbox and in it, save a copy of all the recognition received over email or otherwise. Additionally, it is important to save a draft of all the completed work products that you do. Take these items with you into your performance review if necessary. Performance review time is a really great time to ask for a salary increase if you've accepted the job and maybe weren't thrilled with the salary, but were doing great work over the course of the year. The main reason for so many smart and capable people not negotiating is, wait for it, fear. But in reality, negotiating, even if it does not go your way, can show your leveraging skills, communication skills, confidence, and determination to your boss. Even if you feel that you have not gained anything from the negotiation, you will actually appear in a positive light with your employer if you are tactful about what you want and you negotiate well. So why not? If you approach a negotiation conversation in the right way, you're demonstrating collaboration and problem-solving skills, working toward a win-win solution. And when you show a company that you're able to do that, that's a skill that will take you really far once you're in the job. That concludes this week's episode for While Commuting Season 2, aiming to deliver engaging, inspiring, and informational content to you in less than 15 minutes. 
Happy holidays to everyone and be safe out there. On behalf of the Wild Commuting team, this is Priyanka Deo, signing off.